right, everyone. Welcome to We The Thunder. No, you weren't supposed to say it. Oh. I was going to do, I was going to insert a bolt of lightning right there and say, We The Thunder. But you don't even really have to pause because then you could just insert it. Oh, that's true. But obviously we're new to this, so... No, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's going to be our intro for every week, folks, but uh, I think that's going to be a work in progress. Uh, uh, shooters, shooters try it, uh, introing the show. It, it's so a start. So get some feedback and let us know what you think. All right, so this is We... The th- I can't not pause now. <laughs> You're supposed to pause. Like there should yeah. actually be some sort of like comma or something there. I think so. We the Thunder is the name of our show. It is a Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. I guess we should say there's no affiliation to the Tampa Bay Lightning. A Bolts fan podcast about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Exactly. This is a fan podcast. We have fan myself. Podcast. I am Shooter, or Shooty Shoots, as my friends know me. Shooty Shoots in the house. To my right, we've got The Stash. Stash in the house. And to my left tonight, we've got our co-host for this show, Free. Hey, hey. What's up, Free? So let's let's try to explain what we're trying to do here (laughs) uh, with We. The Thunder. All right. Now we're going to stop with that dramatic pause. It's going to kill me. No, I'm gonna add lightning in for maybe. It's gonna be some like your signature, and I'm gonna do like certain like. He's uh, trying to emulate William Shatner. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some edits <laughs> later on after we get like enough followers and blooper gag reels. I'm just gonna edit the shit out of you where you have like this super long, like hour long pause between we and the thunder, and it's gonna become your shtick. Good Watch. luck with that. No, that's gonna happen. All right, so yeah. let's get down to to hockey though. Okay. Enough, enough BSing around. Well, but I mean, let, right. let's let's start about telling our about ourselves. So, okay. Shooter and the Stash is a is a separate show that we've just started on the NFL. The sit down. So that's our NFL show. Yeah, come check that out. But what we wanted to do is our passion. We're super fans. We're super Tampa Bay Lightning fans. We live hockey here in, fans in the Tampa Bay area. Hockey in general, yeah. but we love the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Uh, and then Free here is kind of the yin to the yang. No. He's not. I wouldn't call him a Tampa Bay Lightning super fan. Uh, he has I allegiances. Him a fan. He's well. No, I think That's he's a second team. He's a Lightning okay. fan. Um, but first and foremost, he is a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Uh, don't tr- don't turn off the broadcast. Uh, yeah, don't, don't stop turn listening. Off. It's okay. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll contain him from talking about. The, the Flyers too much but I figure instead of me and the stash just saying oh the Lightning are the greatest team of all time they're so great they have no weaknesses we'll now have someone that can say whoa whoa shooty uh, you're way off base there so that's the, kind of the idea behind uh, having free on the show and uh, we're pumped for the season yeah indeed we are uh, you know coming off a really Productive season last year, growing and building something that I think is a product that's going to be effective for years to come. It's definitely an exciting time to be a fan of hockey in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and there's more fans than ever right now. And yeah. obviously the, the long cup run plays into that. But that's also the reason why we're doing this show is because we want everyone 
the Tampa Bay Lightning community to participate. Like we're both in, I don't know if you are, but Lightning Strikes is a Facebook group with a ton of people yeah, and they're always active. So we're going to, we're going to post stuff in there. And we have in the past, we've had some controversial posts in the past on there before. We'll talk about that <laughs> later though. Um, I don't know who that could be coming from. But, but also, like, the Sticks of Fire, which I, I haven't joined yet, but I'm definitely going to join that group. There's there's a lot of hardcore Tampa Bay Lightning fans, so this right. shows for those people. It's only people that are going to really listen to us. We're fans just like you, so we want your feedback on what you want to hear about. want to have you on the show, meetups, whatever. We'll figure it out as we go, kind of. That's how, that's what we do. Right, right. <laughs> so... Well, so go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say so. I guess that'll take us into when we started watching hockey. You know what gave us our love for the sport? Because I mean, I think it's fair to say for all three of us, hockey is our favorite sport. Yeah, by far. Yep. Yeah, by far. Yeah. So you want to go to hockey? So, hockey yeah, history. You want to start with free over here, and you know, let yeah, him I mean, buddy. I, obviously, I'm coming from Philly. That's that's where that fandom comes from because I was born and raised there. Um, so I've been watching hockey since I was probably. Three years old. Um, actually, have pseudo family. My dad's best friend growing up actually played hockey for the Islanders and Sabers, and I would go to those games as a kid. And I was Pat Lafontaine, um, so I do remember those games growing up big time. Then we moved to Baltimore, and that's where I met Mr. Shooty over here, and uh, we played hockey on the street all the time. Street hockey, street straight hockey. up in the streets of Baltimore. Um, and I actually grew up watching the Washington Capitals when I was a youngster. I remember my dad bringing me to a game, and that's how I kind of got hooked. Um, and, you know, we started playing out in the, the cul-de-sac and, and getting more involved. But really, I mean, there was kind of a defining moment when I started to, to really like the Lightning. Because when I first moved down here, I was kind of like, you I was stuck on, on my old team. I was still a huge Caps fan. There was a moment uh, in franchise history for me where I went to a Lightning game. This is when I was a senior in high school, and I broke my leg, actually. Um, and I went to a Lightning game, and we had, like, you know, nosebleed seats. And this was when the Lightning were not very good. I think, like, 99. Uh, they had Vinny, and things were on the upswing a little bit yeah. at that time, but they weren't very good. We had horrible seats, and I met someone in the elevator that worked there, and I guess out of sympathy for my broken leg and me taking the elevator up to the top level, they gave me, like, uh, fifth row tickets that I guess no one was going to use, uh, and that's what I was like. Tampa Bay Lightning are pretty cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, obviously, in between uh, or after that, they went on to win the cup five years later, which was an awesome moment for me. Well, and then 01 is when they really started making the playoffs. You know, it was it 2000, 2001? Uh, no, 01, 02. Right. Yeah. They made it the first round. And then 02, 03, they made it a little further. 02, yeah. 04 when the cup. Everything right. kind of built Came. up from there. Right. What about you? Yeah. What's your hockey history? Um, well, for me, my hockey fandom comes straight out of the mean streets of Florida. Uh, big hockey state, you know, culture down here. But, uh, no, um, I probably started watching hockey, I would say I was probably about 10 years old. Uh, we moved to Panama City, Lynn Haven, Florida, up in the Panhandle. Met some friends. They all happened to be from Minnesota. All crazy huge hockey fans. Never, you know, they, you know, they were kind of fans of the stars because they were North Stars fans. But then, you know, Alex, whatnot. 
But that's when the Penguins were just like red hot, you know. They had Lemieux, Yager, Samuelson. I mean, the whole it was just insane. So that's that was really my first team that I started watching because they were kind of like the Bulls at the time, where you know, if you watched and you were a casual fan, that's kind of who you paid attention to. That's who you watched. You know, that was the team. That was the team. Yep. And I definitely remember watching a lot of playoff hockey during that span. You know, maybe not so much regular season. We were always playing and doing other stuff. But when playoffs started, it was definitely a season for us. And we all, you know, instead of playing guns or swimming or whatever else we were doing, we were having sleepovers and stuff watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, and then I moved to Tampa, uh, you know, in 02. And that was when they kind of made a little bit some noise in the playoffs. And then 03, 04, when we won the Stanley Cup, for me, that was definitely my defining moment is becoming a legitimate hockey fan and sport fan of the Lightning because I was at every single game for that playoffs and that's when they did the $8 tickets to the first 100 people at the box office in the morning. We were there for the first series and there for every series after that and it just grew and grew and grew. Just incredible, crazy experience. So not only did we win the cup, but there was so much camaraderie of that, that plaza, Thunder Alley now they call it, you know, was just covered with tents and Showing miracle on the side of the building and opening up shots when it was still there, you know, at night, so we could eat and have some drinks and whatnot. It was it was a very cool experience, and right there, that was definitely. You know, obviously, I was always a hockey fan. I was a hockey fan, fan of hockey more than any other sport, pretty much than the first time I ever saw it. But for me, definitely was that you know, and a lot of people can say whatever, but that's definitely that that Stanley Cup experience. It wasn't just the fact that we won the cup; it was experiencing that whole series that whole season of that second season of the playoffs so it was a magical year it was indeed (laughs) so let's talk about the now obviously Mm -hmm. expectations in my mind are higher than ever than ever to to get back to that cup and we're pretty much getting ready to start the season in fact this past weekend Mm -hmm. lightning launch weekend there were events friday saturday and sunday um, there was a concert at Thunder Alley Friday night, mm-hmm. a street hockey set up at Pier 60 on on Saturday, uh, and then there was the Fan Fest. I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that made it to Fan Fest. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. It was similar to Fan Fest last year and probably the previous five years of Fan Fest, but it's good to see you know the players on the ice. Uh, there was a ton of people there. They announced... 8,810 people. That's awesome. Which is pretty good. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a free event, but hockey in Florida is running strong, obviously. Is that their uh, biggest well, turnout? Uh, one of them, I would say. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, some I cool know they increased uh, season ticket sales by 3,000 so far. So they sold 3,000 more seats for pre-season, or season tickets this year. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I, I would expect that to go up as the season mm-hmm. gets started here. Right. And talking about hockey in Florida, the Panthers actually have 90% return rate on their season tickets yeah. as well. And that's, well, it's you know, that's a good show. sign, it's, too. It's a good show down there. You know, they got a lot of young talent, too. So yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. a rivalry I hope that sticks around mm-hmm. for you guys. Mm-hmm. So. so Fan Fest, though, it was pretty interesting. Uh they had, you know, interviews with Iserman and uh, Vinick, which were pretty good. And obviously, there's nothing too revealing with those. But they had also one with Brian Ingblom, nice. uh, who is the new, new. Uh, 
color. Was it TV play-by-play yeah. announcer? Basically, he took over for the chief. Right? Oh, he's he will a new be color taking guy. Over. Yeah, he's the new color commentator. Yeah. So it's Rick cool that we we got him. He you know he came from NBC Sports, so that oh, was yeah. a huge score yeah. in the off season. Even though yeah. I think we're all on the same page that we all we wanted, wanted Chris Digman yeah. to get that job. That's so. not where he wanted. I don't think that's where he wants to go in his career, though. So you don't think so? Cool. From interview, look, I mean, I don't know the guy. We've obviously met him a few times, but. Uh, I don't know the guy. Just interviews that I've read, he said that that's not really where he wanted to go, doing the whole game because he likes to be able to really watch the game, you know. And that's one thing yeah. that a lot of guys say when you're, you know, even when he's between the boxes or behind the ice, you know, down there on ice, he doesn't like doing that so much because he likes being part of the game. But now that he can sit up and watch, he likes being able to watch the game better from the boxes. Or, yeah, you know, we can see better. That makes so. sense. I like him on TV though. I wish he oh, got that too. job so we can hear more yeah. from him. It feels well, like he's kind of like the, the fan, kind of like us, you know. Even though mm-hmm. he's got, he's obviously a player. He's won two right, Stanley two Cups. Cups. So, um, but Brian Engblom, I'll take that. It's going to be mm-hmm. nice to have kind of that national guy locally here now. Yeah, yeah, he'll give you more unbiased opinion on what's going on, which you which do I want. Don't want. You do want that on the TV commentators because if you have 100 percent bias, it it doesn't come across to outside fans very well. Yeah, well, yeah, but are you gonna watch the Lightning? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, games. if you're watching on on Dish Network or on the satellite, you got both feeds. Yeah. Are you gonna watch your hometown feed or are you gonna watch a visitors feed? You're probably gonna watch your hometown feed because you want a little bit of hometown bias. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you and hear... the Chief was the best at being able to say. Oh, this is ridiculous. And that's the one thing I loved about the Chief. Yes. He was never afraid to speak up and be like, are you kidding me? Just like the fans. Just like us. Yeah. You know, it's like no. if one of us was doing the color commentary. And that's what, what I like about him. What I will miss is just is pretty simple. <laughs> just like the turnovers in the in the yes. defensive zone. Just the groans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think we're going to get any... Stuff. We're not going to get any Ingblom. No, I, think, I think the groans. are you kidding me is definitely his, his trademark phrase. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, well, have you ever listened to a Boston <laughs> broadcast? No. no, there's a reason for that. <laughs> no, if you ever switch over, that that's the most biased broadcast you'll ever hear. It's it's oh, crazy, shocking, shocking. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, only Philly could be worse, right? <laughs> right. No, actually, they're pretty unbiased when it comes to broadcast. It's it's actually refreshing for because Eagles are not that way, <laughs> Phillies are not that way. The Flyers, yeah, they're they're their announcers and broadcasters are pretty unbiased. So, FanFest, uh, just to wrap it up, was, uh, I mean, there was autographs, and they had, you know, they had Tyler Johnson, Victor Hedman, all available. I don't get into that. My kids are too young. Lots of stuff for kids. Uh, they have, I like the used equipment sale, because I'm the only one at the, the table here who's actually a hockey player, just for those other hockey players wow. that are looking for, you know, the, the real... Uh, the real story there out there, <laughs> but I will say they have Jeez. done that that used equipment oh sale for God. years now, and it's very popular. But their prices just keep going up and up. This is the first yeah. year I did not buy anything because it was just I, I I'm not going to pay 150 dollars for something that's used, like a pair of gloves with a hole in them. You know, as we li- as we start to lose listeners, no, about Rob, no, because there's people that there's value. a lot of people in Tampa oh, Bay that so play good. hockey, and they're big, gonna listen to me over you I'm guys saying. just because they know I play too. Wow, and I'm legit wow. on the ice. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, so the other thing that I didn't tell you guys about uh, was just discount my 12 years of playing. Okay, right. you never <laughs> played real ice hockey on the mean streets of TBSA though. The mean right. sheets, you mean? <laughs> yes, good point. 
Um, you guys, he's supposed to be the real guy who doesn't know even know any hockey puns. Because I'm used to him playing on the streets, not the sheets. Okay. Yeah, okay. So here's here's a cool thing that I noticed at FanFest. There is a guy walking around, um, and I'm assuming he's a season ticket holder, named Spidey Bolt. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, this? He, I didn't notice have, it last year. He showed a picture on um, the uh, Lightning Facebook group we're a part of, and he had his shoes. Yeah. With yeah, white laces and that's blue the guy. Laces. So yeah. it's he's got the Spider-Man outfit with blue, and he's got his blue Bolts jersey. It says Spidey on the back. And I think he's number sixty-three. So that guy, we got to get him on on this show. I think okay. that's our first uh, goal <laughs> okay. of We the Thunder is to get Spidey on, or at least we'll meet up with him and give him a little interview to see what Spidey's all about. I thought that that's was right, pretty I like cool. That. I, I, I like that guy. I haven't uh, seen a Deadbolt around in a long time. Who's that? Oh, the the guy that has the Deadpool is a bolt. No, he's no, got the Grateful Dead, Dead Bolts oh. jersey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah It's yeah, all yeah, custom. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. jersey. And, yeah, I was and that, he's yeah. he's season ticket, but I haven't seen him in the past couple of years, so I don't know. Yeah, well, there's some awesome yeah. Lightning fans, and we're hoping you guys will will reach out to us and uh, to get a hold of us. You can talk to me uh, at Shooty Shoots, and the stash is at Talk Stash. And if you want to talk to Jeff, he's all about Reddit. <laughs> he's telling me, <laughs> "Are you? How do we get a hold of you on Reddit?" Just look up Ginger Dirty Mitts. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> well, if you know the story of Giroux and his dirty mitts, then you get Keep it. Your dirty hey. mitts off. <laughs> At least it's hockey related. He so does, he does like to grab the butts of police officers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so let's go to uh, or one more thing with Fan Fest before really? we move on. Yeah, well, this is going to segue into what we really want to talk about next. They broke out into three-on-three. Oh, three-on-three. All right. Three-on-three is huge. Do you do you watch hockey? Do you know anything about hockey? Suck. Three-on-three is going to change the game. It's the biggest rule change that they've had in the last Since couple years. Since they went years. to four-on-four. Dude, see, obviously, my hockey players out there know what I'm talking about right now. Oh my in, god, shut up! In dude, the seriously. stash, knock it off. In the stash, because they don't. I'm not saying it's not relevant, dude. I know it's a big deal. Sounds like you are. So three on three is going to open it up, and I think it's definitely going to benefit the Lightning because it's going to benefit fast teams. I just hope they don't do what they did a lot of the times last season with four on four and overtime. They put three offensive players out there. And one defensive man. If I, if they put out three forwards they and no will D, I'm gonna. It's gonna drive me nuts. They will. They will. But it, it's gonna benefit a lot of teams, actually. Right. I mean, and the thing is, I think that I think that it's too soon in the first season to say that it's gonna benefit one style of play over another. Honestly, because you're looking at three on three, and it's all about strategy. It's all about. I mean, that opens up the ice so much to be able to do so many different things. Yeah, you're pretty much always in some form of a triangle because you got only three players out there. But it, it definitely opens up the eyes to be able to create more things uh, and create separation and hopefully create more points and goals scored because we all can agree on the fact that, you know, shootouts are terrible. They're awful. And what else is going to happen with 303 is you got to look at the teams that are really good at penny, penalty killing. Right. They will deploy... Some of those same defenders that are going to change up the forward most likely, but you're going to see some teams that are really good at shot blocking. Right, put those guys out there a lot, and that's going to frustrate the heck out of some of those faster teams. Yeah, because they're well, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised to see the Lightning maybe even do something like that. Yeah, you've got some good shot blockers Um, on that team, and especially as the season goes along, 
how it plays out and see what the strategy is. Other other teams are going to start using against us. What's going to maybe work against other teams, uh, especially as we fill our roster later on in the season. Some of the younger guys coming up that are better blue line uh, wingers, if you could, you know, if you would maybe two way yeah, yeah, a little more puck puck possession guys, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, two possessors and one of the snipers out there. It could definitely change the way that uh, overtime is played for sure. Yeah. Well, it's it's hopefully going to end. Well, it won't end completely, but it will result in less shootouts. That's for sure. So we'll see. I think it's definitely going to be a huge advantage for the Lightning. They're going to have to take advantage of their speed. And uh, I guess only time will tell. If three on three. I still think it should be a 10-minute overtime. You know, my, yeah. my thing is I think it should be five minutes, four on four, five minutes, three on three. If you know, you don't score on the four on four. And it's not like... If you don't take a break in between, it's really like a, you know, a five minute period, boom, then you're down to three, then a five minute period, and then if no no goals are scored, then you you know, I just think five minutes is such a cheesy amount of time. Yeah, especially when to, you get to the playoffs and you're and, you're, and all of a sudden you have never infinity games, you know. Yeah. So infinite games. Exactly. It's like, okay, so all of a sudden. We go from we're no no way we're gonna play more than sixty five minutes of hockey because you don't really count as playing hockey, right? You know, it's a skill, right? Exactly, it's not really playing the game. So you only have sixty five minutes of skating really in the game. Where and then all of a sudden you go in the playoffs and first round I had Anaheim Chicago had two double overtime games. Yeah, yeah. There's always you know, you know going into of, triple triple overtime, overtime you know, overtime, and both of them were early in triple in the third overtime. But still, you had you know hundred minutes of hockey out of nowhere, you know, yeah. and so that's one of the problems I have with the way they change. I, I understand for TV for viewership, you can't have these infinite games during the regular season. You know, yeah, it's there's not, a it's lot. Not the league that it used to be. It's not the TV, and the other thing is too, the TV landscape has changed so much that you can't just put something on and say, oh, it doesn't have a time to end, per se. You know what I mean? They have to be able to say, oh, well, at the end of this time slot, the maximum amount of time you can take, well, yada, yada. So that's, uh, that is another reason I think that also affected the, the, pen, the overtime rules for the NHL trying to be more alluring to television contracts. Mm-hmm. Boost ratings. Right. Yeah, which they need to more do. Watch, well, yeah. You know, I mean, I still think they're a healthy league overall, regardless of Batman, and he's done some a lot better things than the last five or six years than he did in the first, you know, ten years or whatever in the league. So, but that's another conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was one other rule change that has not gotten as much press, though, that I think is a huge, huge rule change. Oh yeah, it's bigger than the three on three. You, I agree. Oh, I don't know about that. Three on three no. is going to affect the the outcome of a lot of games, but yeah. I, I, well. I, I don't think it will affect more. more. No, it, it won't as many. Let's oh, talk. It's the coach's challenge. Yeah, the coach's challenge. So essentially what the NHL did is they went to basically an NFL format where a coach can challenge uh, really only two things. You can challenge goalie interference, and you can challenge if an offsides play leads to a goal. So that's one of those things where you, a there could have been an offsides play two minutes ago, and then a goal gets scored two minutes later. Right. You know what I mean. But then you can challenge it after that goal is scored and say, right. 
uh, hey, this was offsides two minutes ago. Right. <laughs> so that happened a couple times last year, and that led to that. But it's more – this one's going to be more about that goalie interference, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big part of it. So it, it'll definitely change the results of – a lot of the goals that are out there, and I think uh, this was long overdue. And, and well, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan of it. Well, you're a fan of just like the the referees making the calls as well, listen, as they happen let, on okay, the ice. Well, here, here's my logic, though. Before you start giving me the Google guys, uh, my logic is I think a lot of the criticism and a lot of these crazy rule changes in the NFL really started when they started after the coaches' challenge in the NFL. So it led to a lot more scrutinization of the rules, a lot more clarification being needed, this and that. And so now you're going to start seeing the same thing happen in the NHL. And I think it's going to start changing the game uh, in ways that people can't even really comprehend right now down the road. Especially when it starts coming to some of these rule clarifications and then player safety, some of these hits. They're going to start being able to challenge hit. I mean, it's an, it's a waterfall. You know what I'm saying? It's a waterfall or an avalanche effect, however you want to call it, snowball effect. You know, it's just going to keep growing exponentially. It's just a can of worms that you opened that now the referees are going to be open more and more to scrutiny. And that's the one thing. No, I don't really always agree with their calls, but that's the one sport that was left where the refs called the game and that's all there was to it. There's no bullshit, no him and ha, no, oh, that was a, you know, none of this. And I think it really cheapens the integrity of the game itself when you're able to start questioning the officiating of the game in a broad sense like that and being able to challenge specific calls. Yeah, but there's, I mean, the game is so fast that how can a referee, you know, possibly They're keep trained. up with a puck? Trained. They screw up all the time, and yeah. you know it. Guess what? So do computers. I mean, so do, uh, you know, Video so things. Video, okay. The, the goaltender. Okay. So there was a lot of goals overturned that actually should have been valid. And last year was, it really increased. But if they reviewed it already and overturned it, you know what I'm saying? They like, can't. Then you the challenge thing is, it. once they make right. that call by the rules, they can't flip right. it. Right. Exactly. This so, is going to change that. Which right. They didn't have to do a coach's challenge. They could have just altered that rule that if by video review, there's no contact. Right. Well, I'm a Rolls fan. Good. Yeah. But I like the coach's challenge because a coach has the option to even challenge it. Right. He doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah. And you get... I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Go ahead. Yeah. So you get one challenge if you take your timeout. You get one timeout in the NHL. Mm-hmm. If you take that timeout, you basically lose the challenge. Wow. Um, any, any reviews where on whether the puck has entered the net... Mm-hmm. Which is completely different. Just right. you know, did the puck cross the line? Right. All still comes from Toronto. Right. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm it, sure this won't be the last time we talk about that. Well, no. And the other thing is, I mean, again, just like kind of like the NFL, the other problem I have with it is quit dipping your toe in the water. If you're going to set up the system, set up the system, see if it works. You know, this. Oh, you get one. If you use your timeout, you don't. You know, that timeout is one of the most crucial pieces of strategy that, you know, only real fans of the game understand how important that timeout is, you know, and sometimes it doesn't even get used, sure, but that still is one of the most important tools that a coach has in their tool belt, so does that make it weighing being able to challenge a penalty versus being able to take a timeout, you know, one timeout, it's not like the NFL where they have three timeouts, okay, I can sacrifice one timeout, I still have two based on this amount of time left in the game. 
you know, and then it's only got one. And it's yeah. and it's vital, especially coming down to playoff time, you know, we are trying to make the playoffs in the playoffs, you know, depending if you're home or away, a lot of times if you're the away team, you like having that timeout late if you're behind, you know. Yeah, but so, if you can wipe a goal off the board or get a goal, screw the timeout. No, I mean, I don't, <laughs> nec- I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just saying I feel like there's, I just feel like they kind of pussyfooted around with this rule and they're kind of like, eh, kind of just like tossing it out there and saying, what do you guys think? You know what I mean? Instead of coming out and being like, boom, this is the policy, this is the situation, and this is how we want it. If it doesn't work, then we'll change it. But now it just seems like, oh, well, we'll, we'll just barely give it a little... Does that taste... I don't know. You know, that's the way I look at it, too. It doesn't so, seem as bad as Major League Baseball's right. attempt at it. Well, I agree. That's giving true. Them a, Major League Baseball is definitely TV the worst. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no Lightning fans want to talk about... Uh, well, baseball, baseball. <laughs> right? So, but, but yeah, let, let's no, 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 equivalent to their, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think it's definitely more effective than Major League Baseball's first attempt at replay or yeah. uh, challenge system. So let's uh, let's go into the off season moves. We'll go back into that hardcore Lightning coverage that we've promised you. Although we're going to talk about just general Lightning Everything or NHL, NHL team stuff. stuff. So, yeah. so, so during the off season, the Lightning did not do much. Uh, I think the one major acquisition that they made was getting Eric Condra, who's essentially looking like he's going to replace Brendan Morrow. Right. Uh, and I love that Hopefully. move. I do too. I, Hopefully a little more productive. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that much about Eric Condra. Oh, really? But it sounds like Senators fans are going to miss him. Yeah. So last year, and you're talking about a guy who's going to play on the fourth line. Right. Maybe, like, on yeah. this team, not even the third line. Sorry. Yeah. He'll be on the fourth line. Uh, and he's more of like well, the he's more of a, a player that's like Callahan. He's right. he's that well, you know grinder type player. He's not going to get a ton of points. He only had twenty three last year. Thirteen, uh, he was a plus thirteen in sixty eight games. Yeah. So he's that guy that can that's play what defense. You want to see puck security when he's on the ice. Yeah, huge he's, he's shot blocker. Yeah, instead. he's definitely you know got, he's a little bit younger, got a little better legs on him, and not quite as many miles. Uh, you know, and Brandon Morrow served his purpose here, and I definitely think that he did a lot more off the ice that a lot of people don't realize. That guy is a serious veteran and a guy that I have a lot of respect for as a player in the game. But, you know, you got to move on. Yeah. And, you know, we're a young team, so that's really where we're focusing on is getting younger, and we need to keep those veteran guys. And I think Condra's a good compromise when it comes to a little bit younger, but still got some good veteran leadership right. ability for the team that we need on the back end. Yeah, and and that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, you know, maybe this guy's a downgrade because he doesn't have that experience. But mm-hmm. with Ottawa, he had played in 23 yeah. playoff games. Right. So it's not like yeah. he doesn't lack It's not like he has 60 experience. or 70, whatever. I mean, I think Mario's even up over more than that. But Mario's played an insane amount of playoff games. But, but still, you know, 20-plus games, that's really a lot, especially compared to our team. Yeah, finally, you know, a deep run will get you there, but it makes a big difference. And apparently, huge shot blocker and just eats mm-hmm. up penalty kill minutes. Yeah, which fits into our team and what he's, we're trying to do very nicely. He's got a good four check as well, actually. And right, that's yeah. that's going to help. Three, the best uh, yeah, he's one of those good puck possession guys. Kind of I was referencing earlier too. Might be good at certain times in the three on three or in the penalty kill. 
So, uh, and I found another interesting fact about him, and maybe this was a little insider recruiting by John Cooper, because he's actually, Eric Condor actually, has played for Cooper back in 03-04 on the Texarkana Bandits. No, Texarkana. Is that what it is? Somewhere yeah. up there in the Great White North? Texarkana, Texas. Is that in, that's in Texas? I, it's, I think it's, actually, <laughs> it's either Louisiana or Texas. It's on the Louisiana. Oh, I, I figured that was like the Texas version of Canada. Dude, have you ever seen really Smoking the Bandit? Uh, Texarkana is where they're trying to get to. We got along. <laughs> yeah, man. They're trying to get to Texarkana. Well, you need to go back and watch the Smoking it, the Bandit, bro. It's a reunion at the Amelie Arena then <laughs> this year. So uh, I think that's, that's, that's a huge upgrade. But really, that's not the biggest story of the Lightning offseason. And this one's one that's going to ruffle some feathers. What's your thought on the Stamkos uh, non-deal, I guess you would say? It's he, a, for me, it's a non-story. Don't you think it would have been a great idea to sign him and not have to worry about this and this not be a story right now? It would be a great idea, but at the same time, you know what I also think is a great idea? Not to question freaking Eiserman. That's that's where I look at it. Well, um, do you think he's trying to sign him? Because in the back of my mind... Yes. In the back of my mind, and maybe in the back of his mind, he's thinking... Do we need to spend eight yes. to ten million dollars yes. a year on yes. Stamkos? Yes, I agree with you. I think you should because yes. you you can and who not else should need? Yes, he's your leader. I'm sorry. There's this team. You can say what you want. It's almost okay. Never mind. I'm not gonna do it. I almost made the reference. Don't I won't make it. Not yet. But I'm just saying you can take away the best player and be like, oh, look at all the steps we have and blah blah blah. Stamkos is the best scorer. In the league, except maybe behind Van Alexander Ovechkin, obviously, because he has more goals, but he he's not really a team player or whatever. So, anyways, moving yeah, but I, that. but you can't. This team would be it, it, probably at least lose ten places in its scoring, you know, in its ranking in goals per game. Honestly, I think it would drop from being number one to probably number ten just by losing Steven Stamkos. Yeah, but go back two seasons ago when he missed. Pretty much the entire season, and this team did really well. well. You and had guess what? Saint Louis, who was playing very well that year, probably one of his best seasons yeah, of but, his career. But we've also got a guy named Tyler Johnson, yeah, who's basically filled those shoes. He has. He, he has a season. He yeah. hasn't been in a role where he has to shine Be like Saint Louis has, right? And you know, like, I'm sorry, but there's got to be a guy. There can't be a team. It, it just if you look at championship dynasties, which is what we're trying to build here, or they're trying to build here as a dynasty. They're trying to build a relevant franchise. On top of that, let's also remember that it's not just about winning a Stanley Cup here for Jeffrey Vinnick. It's about creating a brand identity for this city and for this franchise. And you don't let a guy like Steven Stamkos walk out the door when you're trying to build that kind of a brand identity for your city and for your franchise. Yes, but it's, and that's all there is to it. It's not that easy, though, because yeah. you sign a guy like that and you automatically think ahead and you're going to lose a guy like Alex Killorn. Or you're going to lose a guy that's that secondary right. guy. Well, and guess what? They still have how many picks in the drafts this year? How many picks in the draft next year? It's not like this team doesn't have deep pockets right now. And as long as they get their top five or six guys signed, that's all you really need. 
Okay, and we can run down this list because yeah. I've got it in the back of my head. Absolutely. If you have your basic six core guys, you can build around those guys based on guys that we already have. But you're looking at those are you're looking your six guys you're going to pay is basically the one I'm saying. You know what I mean? Who are your big guys that are going to take up 80% of your payroll? You're pretty much going to pay six guys 80% to 80, 80 well, to 9% of your payroll. You're, you're paying Stamkos a, a lot more than the average player. Well, he's not yeah. an average player. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think they should sign him. I mean, yeah. you can't just get rid of a guy like that. You can't but I, I still think that... Maybe in the back of management's mind is they're saying, let's wait it out. Because I, I think that they have the luxury where they could trade him, uh, just load up on, on draft picks. And then, I mean, you've got to sign the triplets. You've got to sign win. all those guys long term. Win. I, I don't have the numbers well, in front of me you and everything. three years on all those when, guys. When does Carl's Except contract end? There's one they're not going to resign. Not to mention, so. you're looking at Olin. Everyone's talking about cast space. They share Olin. As soon as, I mean, I don't know if they've done it yet. I'm sure they already have because regular season the most. But, you know, they made a, there was a lot of moves there that people weren't really reading and seeing that were able to be made to make room for cast space this year. It's going to go up again next year. There's room to sign Stamkos. There's room to still assign uh, Headman, who luckily is already on his second contract. So we have three to four years before all these other guys are due up from now. Uh, I think the only guy, I think Pilat is on a two-year contract. Pilat or Kucherov. I think they have the other two. One of the triplets is two years left on the contract. The other two are three years left on their contract still. So we still have at least two um, seasons. Let's get a fact checker there. You're your, your <laughs> I'm laptop. not going to look it up right now. If they're on their entry levels, they're only three years. Uh, and yeah. I think so, that would that would be the end of this year where no, they need to sign. Trust me, they don't need to be signed this year. All right, so I'm we need to you. we need to check. And facts, again, because I don't think you're right. I don't think I I'm right. right. okay, anyways, anyways, uh, here, yeah, but here's another thing. factor to, and this is Stamco's side. He's right. from Toronto. They just got Mike Babcock, and they've got. Brendan Shanahan. So he wants to leave a team that's poised to win and be a dynasty to go to a team that's rebuilding in his prime. It's quite possible. In his and prime. hear me out here. If the Lightning win a cup, it's highly likely he will ponder that because he just finished what he started in Tampa and can go to Toronto. And Toronto's going to pay him the most money of anybody. Right. Because they've got it. Sure. But the thing about Stamkos, I think that I, why and why I think he fits in Tampa and why I think again this is really a non-story because he's going to end up staying here is the fact of the way he looks at the game of hockey. He understands the business side of it, and you know he had a great mentor when it came to that, and that's Marty St. Louis. You know people in Tampa are so salty about him a little bit, but the guy understood the business side of the hockey. How many times did he restructure his contract while he was here? You know, him and Vinny both multiple times restructured their contracts to change the way the money was distributed so they could I don't think bring you, can in more guys. you can't you restructure can't restructure in the NHL, NHL, dude. Yes. No, you, you can't, can't anymore. <laughs> you can't anymore, dude. New CBA, you cannot do it. That's why like, no, okay. that is okay. why Le Carrier got bought out. Okay. They couldn't cut his pay. They did before. I know that I know that. But the new CBA times. they can't. Right. Maybe in the but past. That's after and that new CBA came after like that's not the CBA from the lockout. That's the CBA from uh, like what, three years ago? From the most high, right. That's from the that, that came during the lockout. Not the 0405 lockout. No, the most recent right, right. lockout. 
All right, so here's the good thing to have you on here. If the Lightning were going to offer, hypothetically, the Flyers Stamkos, what what would the Flyers give up, you think, for Stamkos? All right, Mr. Homer. What, what's there Okay, that we need? So you've got Drew and Voracek. A first-round pick you have to throw in there automatically. You wouldn't, oh. give, you wouldn't give either one of those Drew, guys. Well, you could possibly see Voracek go for Stamkos. Again, but see, this is the other thing I'm talking about is who wants to buy, other than Toronto, other than Toronto, who's going to sell the farm and not have enough room for anybody else on their team? Yeah, you wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you got to think who can afford because they've already got a top line the 10, 8, yeah. 10, 12, you know what I'm saying? And I think if he goes anywhere else, if he stays in Tampa, there's a good chance that Lightning can get him for 10, maybe a little bit less, maybe 9 a year. All right? He's if he goes anywhere else, if he goes anywhere else, He's going to get 11 or 12, I think. I think the holdout, or it's not a holdout, but the delay is you're about to see the highest paid player in the NHL ever. Well, and you know what I really think it is? Here's here's my gut feeling, okay? And this is coming from a person that has broken an ankle. So it's not similar. You know, it's not the same injury, but it's similar with Stamkos. And a lot of people have said this, especially lately I've heard some rumblings about how Stamkos wasn't the same guy that he was, you know, coming off his, oh, ever since he broke his leg, he'll never be the same. No, I don't care with professional therapy and all that. It still takes over a year to come back from that injury, 100%. Okay? Yeah. I will never come back from my ankle surgery because I didn't have a professional, you know, I didn't have surgery right away. He was in surgery within 12 hours of that injury, you know. So, yeah, he he recovered quickly as compared to what I would recover, but... Gotcha. Still, you're looking over a year of any doctor, any physical therapist, whatever, will tell you that it takes more than a year to come back from a full break of those bones that he where he broke them. And so I think what the Lightning are really waiting and what Stamkos is really waiting for is I think the Lightning are probably saying, hey, you know, look, you know, look at your season, your leg, this, your leg, that. And he's probably saying, look, I'm just going to play a few months and let you guys see what I can really do because yeah. I'm going to prove to you I can be back to that player I was before I broke my leg. You know, I can hit 50-plus goals. I can maybe even hit 60. You and, know? It, and it's not just that. Stamkos also is trying to be more of an all-around Absolutely. player. He's definitely changed. And I've heard a lot of people talk about one of the sticking points is trying to move him to wing. And I think that's absurd because in this offense... He's, he's a pure it, center. Well, uh, and I, I don't know, but in, in this offense, though, and they've talked about it, in John Cooper's offense... A wing and a center, they're, they're almost interchangeable. And it's really, they almost play like a zone offense. So regardless of what your position is, technically on the ice, like what your your position is, where you play on the ice is not, not necessarily dictated by that, right? So yeah. the only thing it would really well, change is who's taking the who's taking face-offs. That's really the only thing it would change. And Stamkos isn't that great of a face-off guy. So is it really that bad of an idea to have him on the wing but really playing his same position he plays anyways. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think moving and him to... And said he's not afraid of that anyways. Moving him to a wing is more about giving him, you know, less responsibility on coming back and playing defense and more on, you know, what he does best. Right. Scoring goals. Right. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, what month does he get signed then? He's not signed right now where it's going to be October in a couple weeks, right. two weeks. It's I think if he's not signed by December, it's not happening during the season yeah. at that point. I, I, I'll be surprised if he's not signed by the 1st of November. Honestly. I'm going to say 
the the week of uh, opening night, uh, which was what October first week of October, yeah. is when it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to wait that longer. It's too much of a distraction. It's the only distraction on this team yeah. right now. So we'll see what happens. With our luck, with podcasting. By the, by the time you hear this, yeah, Stamkos will be yeah. signed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right, yeah. back to your, your question on what you probably could get from a team that needs yeah. a center like that. Right. Man, I, I'm trying to think of the teams that could really, really use a boost like that at center. And there's only a handful that really come out. Vancouver's one of them. Yeah. The Seddons are getting old. Yep. And they need that life. And it's, I could see Vancouver doing something like that. But they don't have... The existing players that would excite you in that trade, mm-hmm. but they're definitely going to have the picks that would excite. I, I think like, you're you're looking for a lot of picks. Maybe a team has two first round picks, yeah, or gives up their next two years first round picks. Yeah. Some high talent prospects, yeah. And well, um, you have to at least get two first round picks. And I think know, a lot of teams least, would give that up. Well, well I, 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 no, I, mean, I definitely think that people out there that are interested and that would work for Sam Coast. But again, the one thing. They're looking at is he's not signed to a long term contract, so that does limit his value. Yeah, and I wonder mm-hmm. maybe does, maybe you know that plays yeah. into it too because maybe the Lightning are trying to sign him for a shorter term contract, and maybe he wants it longer. I'd be surprised. I'd really be surprised. Like again, like I said, the the one thing that you find out of this regime here in Tampa right now, which I believe is the best regime. You know, in, in in the NHL, from ownership to GM to coach, uh, is the focus that they have on this this team and what GM they're really the trying to do. Absolutely, you know, GM of the year last year. So, what you're talking about is they're trying to build a brand and an identity here, like the Red Wings have, and you don't get that with. And I and I love Johnny Hockey, and I love Pilat, and I love Kucherov, but you can't Those say Johnny still, Hockey. I know, whatever. Because <laughs> that name's taken whatever, by... Yeah, whatever. I've been following him since drove before he came up, and they called him Johnny Hockey. But anyways. But yeah, Tyler yeah. Johnson, Spokane. I'm sorry. Spokane, Washington, yeah. shout out. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Tyler Johnson, as much as I love those guys, they're still role The future players. of the Lightning. They're role players. They're the future they're of the They're still Lightning. role players. They're not, they're not number one stars. They're not Alexander Ovechkins. They're not Sidney Crosby's. They're not... You know, Patrick Kane's whatever we'll get, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, They're yeah, not the basis of the franchise type of guys. Stamkos is. And if you want to build a franchise like Vinick and like Eisman want, you got to have Stamkos. I'm sorry, you have to. That's all there is yeah, to it. But you don't know what's going to happen. I'm not triplets. talking about winning cups. That was I'm not their... talking about winning cups or winning games. I'm talking about an identity as saying we are the premier franchise of the NHL. That's what they want to do. And it's clear. If you look at it from the outside, looking at it from a business perspective, that's their motivation. Everything they're doing for that area to revitalize Tampa, bring business in there. They want to say, not only the premier franchise of the NHL, they want to be the premier franchise of professional sports in the United States. So if you want to be that, you've got to have the guy. You've got to have Tom Brady. You've got to have the freaking, you know, um, Bryce Harper. Sorry. You're going to have the Bryce Harper or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I know Ron doesn't like us comparing Who's other Bryce sports. Who's Bryce Harper? Ron doesn't <laughs> like us comparing other sports. you got to have the Michael Jordan, you know, whatever. Getting back to Rob's LeBron point James. on the short-term contract, there's mm-hmm. actually a, a perspective there that they could be doing that, and that relates to the Patrick Kane situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've got him long-term, and mm-hmm. that whole off-season turmoil, that definitely stings if they... Right. If he actually 
say he does turn out guilty. Right. That contract's a huge freaking waste. I'm sure the NHL right. will let him wipe it, but that's... Right. There's things like, situations like that that can come up. He could have a major injury, and then you're stuck with it. Right. Like, but you there's, want there's two certain things, things about right. it that's no. possible. And I, I would say any other player, other than Stamkos, Ovechkin, Crosby, those three guys, maybe... But those are the three guys in the NHL that you want on your team for as long as possible. No matter what. Right now in the NHL, even still, as old as Ovechkin's getting, he's still that one guy that you want signed as long as possible. Crosby, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Those are those top three guys in the NHL. And if... You, know. you can't discount yeah, but, titles either. Yeah, but... Well, no. But, right. but, okay, but, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, but... Oh, so, to going back to your point, when's last time... The Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. But there's a difference because Never. it's only Ovechkin. <laughs> Never. Okay. It's only Ovechkin. I think they won one, right? No. Nope. They really? They no. haven't no. won a they single haven't. one? But it's only Ovechkin there, and they don't run their franchise the same way. But you still need that guy. They do I'm have Oshie, you. which will right. be interesting. And yeah. you, Backstrom is, is awesome. Backstrom, but, a lot of people discount oh, because of Ovechkin. And yeah. he, no, he's, he's, great. he's great. I think, I think he's, I really think he is the best player on the team. Overall, I think he's an all-around player. All around right. player. He's, he's their he's, overall best yeah. player. All right, so let's uh, let's can that and let's let's put it out there for our listeners. What's your opinion on why Stamkos has not signed yet? You can reach out to me at Shooty Shoots on Twitter. You can reach out to the stash at Talk Stash, and you can also reach free on Twitter. Some creepy name. <laughs> That's Reddit, not Twitter. I don't tweet. Yeah, you're right. Reddit. What's your Reddit? Ginger Dirty Mitts. All right, so we want to hear your opinion. Like I said, we, the Thunder, is <laughs> we the Thunder is a a Tampa Bay Lightning community led podcast. We want your feedback. We're going to talk about what you guys want to talk about. So we want your opinion. Obviously, it got a little heated here talking about Stamkos. There's a lot of opinions going around. <laughs> so we want to ask you about that. And then we also have one other question. We, we have a question about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And whoever tweets me at Shooty Shoots with the right answer, I've got four uh, preseason Game 3 tickets. This game is... On October 1st, which is Thursday at 7 p.m. versus the Dallas Stars. It's just a preseason game. But if you want these tickets, there's four of them. They're up for grabs for whoever answers this question uh, correctly to me on Twitter. Uh, So the question that we came up with was in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, this past season against the Chicago Blackhawks, who was the first Lightning player to score a goal? So if you can message me on Twitter at Shooty Shoots with the correct answer, I'll uh, hand deliver. Uh, they are hard tickets. I'll hand deliver some some Tampa Bay Lightning tickets to you. So good luck with that. What else is there? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah, actually, there's one thing I really wanted to talk about, which is the the youth initiative, the Build the Thunder program that the Lightning launched this last week. Um, I think this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about in the franchise and the community that they're really trying, Mr. Vinick is really trying to build here. Um, but basically, if you guys haven't heard about this, uh, it's headed up, by, headed up by Jay Feaster, which if you're a Lightning so glad fan, you got to love. So glad. Yeah. I mean, having him back in the Lightning family, I just can't say enough about that guy being back here. Um, 
Um, but that being said, they're uh, looking at a $6 million program here uh, in Tampa Bay to funnel money into the youth program for youth, uh, the youth uh, hockey program in general here in Tampa Bay. So uh, really, what that really entails is uh, what it looks like five different phases. Um, starting out with Equip the Thunder, which is basically distributing $100,000 100, street hockey sticks and balls to elementary kids throughout the uh, Tampa Bay area. Uh, 10,000 hours of progressive training. Train the Thunder for players and coaches. So, you know, any, any local programs that are going on, people are already playing. That's people awesome. that are coaching. Are they going to do a junior squad? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. To to be a coach, to actually be on ice with, with players, you have to be registered with USA Hockey, and you also have to take a coach's training to be on ice with, yeah. with kids. And that's what Train the Thunder is really going to do, is that's going to help train local co- referees and coaches to be able to go out there and help grow the sport so there's more people coaching and refereeing games. You know, uh, well, what I mean about a juniors team, there's other teams out there that do have young uh, young age kids. It's like, I think it's sub oh, there's 14. Junior, there's well, junior like, the, say the, junior the last kids, thing that they're talking about here, Create the Thunder, is establishing 10 JV hockey programs for aspiring high school hockey players. So they're looking at creating basically a JV hockey league here. At the yeah, yeah not, not clubs, an actual league. Right, well, yeah. exactly. No, they're all yeah. already really involved with all the yeah. the local hockey. So um, that's crazy. And you know what's funny yeah. is they, the I, this that's is the just first the I've first seen that. Wave. Really, I've, it's all that's been. You know what my, scares my, me my, though my is MSNP. those 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 headlines. Equip the Thunder, mm-hmm. train the, the Thunder. thunder. Yeah. we the Thunder. Are we gonna get? <laughs> I know, right? I know. They, already, they already have hey. that slogan, so you might want to think about changing that. I, it's something that I think all we're Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. fans can identify with. Thunder. I don't think that I, they, yeah. I don't think we're stealing anything. I mean, we're like we said. Well, they use "Be the Thunder." That's what they use, That's right? Yeah, yeah. And we're Tampa Bay Lightning fans. This and is all about the, the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. community, and that's yeah. what we're trying to do. So I don't. So. If the Lightning want to put a kibosh on the name. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter, <laughs> and we'll change the name. That's fine. Uh, but we like the name. We want the community involved, and we love the Lightning. Yeah. So, well, um, and that's and that's the one other thing I wanted to say though about this program. I really like is that they're really focusing on increasing the number of youth players from the ages of seven to thirteen who are registered with USA Hockey, uh, and they want to increase by a thousand uh, kids this year. Well, so I don't know if they realized this, mm-hmm. but they did that probably just mm-hmm. by their yeah, help run just by right. Because just yeah. me playing at TBSA. I mean, our, our league that I'm in on Thursdays went from four teams to eight teams in the last six months. Yeah. And if you don't think that has anything to do with the lightning, you're, you're insane. Yeah. So oh, well, absolutely. It has everything to do with the lightning. Yeah. You know, and that's something that, again, I think that it's something I'd like to focus on. And I probably will because that's one of my favorite parts and aspects of the of the Lightning uh, is the way that they're com- committed to the community, and more so than any other local team, and than the Bucks or the Rays. You know, they're not as committed and, and invested in the community as Jeffrey Vinnick is, and I think that goes a long way to the fans and letting the fans know. And that's why yeah. that, that's why hockey is. The premier sport in Tampa, which I know a lot of people think is funny, but no, it truly is. It is. It truly is. 
you know, I've been to games in all three sports, and mm-hmm. the Lightning ones are the ones that are exciting. Bucks fans yeah. just want to sit there and actually talk about going to the beach or right. what bar they're going to next. They don't actually talk about the game. Well, or they're just sitting there waiting for the Bucks to start losing so they can leave and go to the beach or go yeah. to the bar. All right, well, and give, shit. give Bucks fans a pass. They've had a rough. They've had a rough ten years now. So. They've had a rough upbringing altogether. All I mean, we're yeah, we're lucky. Has them in an easy franchise to get going. Yeah. As Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning fans, we're very lucky to have the ownership that we have, the management we have, the players we have, the coaching we have, oh, and that's why well, that's why this podcast was it's so important. Well, to us. that's why. To us. Right. Yeah. Well, Anyhow, so let's. Uh, you guys got anything else for this week? No, I think we should wrap it up. Send us your answers. First uh, Tampa Bay Lightning player to score in the Stanley Cup Finals this past season. Send it to at Shooty Shoots. I got four tickets for you. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. I don't think you'll hear back from us until after opening night. Uh, but you might hear back from us soon. That being said, we the Thunder. Or should I say, we... The Thunder.